0: Head, Jose Mourinho got his The Clash on. He got his Kurt Cobain on and Well, smashed, on. he didn't blow his own head off. He smashed up some bottles uh, like a rock star smashing his guitar at the end of a perfect set because he brought the crowd to an uncontrollable furore of joy. Um, steady on. Absolutely dreadful...
1: 180 minutes of football from United and this week yeah i know we we we're, we're just talking before the before yeah uh, it's turned on uh, what we'd actually talk about in these two games that we have to talk about this week. Uh yeah so
0: Marion Flani has has literally just scored that goal. Um Gary Lineker on BT Sport asked Paul's goals do you think that's papering over the cracks? A little and Paul Scholes very quickly said, Yes, I thought United were awful. Which um I'm glad it's not just me. Uh honestly. Awful. What can what can we say about that that should we should we do this chronology? Should we try and say something about the Palace game apart from Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. United were awful. Yeah. The, the, the interesting thing about these games is um You know, I I, I predicted... I don't know if we did predictions at the end of the last show, but I definitely would have predicted two comfortable wins in these games. But it feels like it's time to stop predicting comfortable wins in these games because our level of quality and performance has been so low this season. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were really good against Everton and we've put together like a couple of decent halves of football elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But the overall standard has been, well, it's been despicable. Abysmal,
1: abysmal, abysmal. We were a minute away this evening from recording three complete shutouts in three Champions League games at home at Old Trafford. We're a minute away from recording our seventh no scoring home game of the season.
0: Yeah, um, as somebody said on uh, on Instagram, picture Jose Mourinho holding up his three fingers with the caption, how many games have we won at home this season, Jose? I
1: mean, it is just <laughs> it's dreadful. It's, it's Van Hull-esque dreadful. So, you know, coming to the Palace game, uh, look, uh, we, we talk about XG a lot on this show and, um, you know, some of it, tongue-in-cheek, but and it's a reference point. United's XG was 1.34, Palace's 1.28. Palace had more shots uh, uh, than United in this game, which says something about Palace's approach to the game. Um, And United's uh, high XG uh, was only that high because 0.8 of it came from two chances from Anthony Martial and Chris Smalling. Chris Smalling! I mean... That's how bad that game was. Persistent
0: goal threat, Chris Smalling. I I thought Zaha was really, like, on it in that game um, for for a decent stretch of time. I don't think quite what he was trying really seemed to come off that often from what I saw didn't watch the whole of the game.
1: No, I think think that's fair. And that has uh, been the thing that has dogged uh, Zaha throughout his career, I guess. I mean, more of it comes off than when he was younger. And what he does now is move the ball quicker than when he was at United. I mean he still doesn't move it super quick because he's very good in possession, I guess, and uh, he likes to use those uh, those abilities um but he was a threat for sure he was i mean i is it controversial to say he was livelier more lively than any of the united players? I'm not sure it is i, I th- the team selection from Mourinho was was
0: interesting, Um, lots of talk about injuries and stuff before the game and Pogba definitely didn't look fully fit um, or either that or just had a really bad off day. But Matic, the fact that Nemanja Matic was picked in both of these games is genuinely quite, I, I think, genuinely quite surprising because Mourinho does eventually, has eventually, Given up on his underperforming favourites at his time at United, but Matic, he just doesn't seem to ever want to give up. But talking about. No, under- I
1: mean, he's been dreadful for United for more than a year
0: now. Yeah.
1: Which that's a long time to be dreadful and still. Yeah. I yeah. mean, to be fair, Romelu Lukaku hasn't scored a goal in what, a couple of decades? <laughs> I keep messaging. He, he may never, he may never score again, as you like to point out. I, mean, I, keep,
0: I keep messaging you saying, "What if Romelu
1: Lukaku never scores another goal?" I mean, he might, he might not. Uh, Alexis Sanchez was dropped after what, just short of a year uh, of you know pretty poor performances for Manchester United. I, I can count on less than a hand how many really good ones he's had for United. Uh, Pogba was dropped last season. Uh, and uh, and what well, would you call tonight a dropping or a resting? Not sure. No,
0: uh, neither am I.
1: Um, so, like, eventually, yes, players do get dropped. But Matic is the golden boy. He's he's not dropped for anything, and he has been monumentally dreadful this season. Yeah, um, as as Lukaku, who was.
0: I mean, listen, I know I, I know. I caveat, caveat this every time, but I I hear a lot of people criticising Romelu Lukaku as kind of a write-off and just a rubbish striker, and I, I, I might be wrong, but that's not how I feel about it. So I always feel like caveating criticism of him with, I really like him, but um, he's playing shocking, and he was back in the side against Palace. Um, and that, that kind of... It's just... I've got my head in my hands as I say this, because um, a funny thing happened. A friend of mine told me that someone else had, unbeknownst to them, I'm talking about you, Dan Dawkins, had said, "Oh, Rankcast was a bit negative the other day, wasn't it?" It's like, no, we're we're a shining beacon of positivity compared to what we could be saying about this. There's there's anyone that's even like attempting to look for positives out of all of this is is being unnecessarily positive because the whole thing is a complete shambles. And, you know, I, we could talk about team selection, we can talk about substitutions, we can talk about post-match press conferences, but more than anything else, it's the horrible atmosphere that Mourinho creates that does my head in. Uh, Gary said at half-time, um, after Rashford had missed the chance against uh, Young Boys, wh- which it was a bad it was a bad miss but Mourinho turns to his bench holds his hand out and and kind of like as if to say what can I do what can I do and Linica said as a centre forward I would be livid if I saw my manager do that
1: mm. yes but it's look that's one gesture in dozens he makes every single game uh, and hundreds over the course of a season that generally espouse negativity towards his own players and then yet we as a fan base i'm i'm talking in the collective here we as a fan base question the players more than the manager i think still just just you know it it turns on nights like this uh, and but but the you know i just wonder how on earth any of these players could be expected to you know, become more than the sum of the parts or give more than they've ever given before for a manager who's just angry and negative and shifts blame all the time and takes no personal responsibility whatsoever for the state of his team, you know? He might not have got that 29-year-old defender that he desperately wanted in the summer. What happened to the rest of his 30-man squad, right? You know, and I, I feel like a total broken record and we've we promised the the listeners that we wouldn't do this especially after a game in which united just won uh, but this is this is how awful the team is at the moment uh, in terms of you know how it seems to be set up uh, its attitude the style of play the amount of entertainment on offer and yes mostly the results you know tonight being an exception but that that's the frame of mind it puts me in and I don't want to be like that. And I was looking at Fergie in the crowd uh, tonight going, hmm, you know, I know he's had a stroke and all, but surely we could roll him out and and get him in the dressing room. Because, like, you know, I half-fit Fergie's going to do a better job. Got to. It's just awful. It's horrible to watch. I hate watching United like this. I hate watching United at the moment. But, of course, I'm going to do it because I'm an absolute addict, you know, and, I, uh, you know, I've been junked up on this for... 30 years now. More. God, it's nearly 40 years. You know, so it doesn't matter how bad they get, I'm going to be watching this crap every week. But it is crap every week. Sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, no, this is this is absolutely true. And,
0: like, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry for laughing. Um, I, I I can't find the tweet quickly, but somebody pointed me to a tweet that was like, was Pochettino uh, has... Engineered Spurs' best ever start to a Premier League season with no home ground, zero spent in the summer and um, uh, vast numbers of injuries. Like this weekend was the first time that I think it was Ericsson, Ali, uh, Kane and Son had all started a game together because of injury. But imagine how... Apoplectic with excuse, Mourinho would be if he didn't have a home ground. The board had spent naught in the summer, and he'd had major injuries to start the season. And I don't think United would be experiencing their best ever start to a Premier League season somehow.
1: No, no. I mean, funnily enough, we we're experiencing our worst for twenty-eight years. Anyway, we did actually win tonight. <laughs> Should we talk about the Palace game just a little bit? Sure. Um, what do you? What, I mean, like something happened. What, what what was that? Well, I, I don't know. It was bad mostly. So United had five shots on target. I don't remember any of them. I'm pretty sure. I just I, in a blur of boredom. You know, there were there there was a lot of kind of pointless midfield play. Um, there, I mean, a lot of ball in front of Palace. Um. Most of it, like, producing almost nothing. Unfortunately, Anthony Martial did not have his best game. Juan Mata did not have his best game. He was dragged off after an hour. Um, Paul Pogba definitely didn't have his best game. Let's let's say he wasn't fit. It wasn't good. Jesse Lingard tried for an hour, couldn't produce anything. I mean, you know, right now the the best tactic for United appears to be a Ashley young cross for a... You know, Maui Fellaini's scrappy goal. Although, of course, it was a this time round a Lukaku flick-on from Fellaini scrappy goal. Big man, uh, big
0: man combo up front. The,
1: yeah, yeah, the famous big man, big man, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I said, shall we talk about the Palace game? But there's nothing I really want to talk about in this yeah, Palace game.
0: And I didn't watch it, so I watched like 20 minutes of it, so... I've got nothing to add except for the 20 minutes I saw were utterly dispiriting, and watching the highlights was utterly dispiriting. The result is utterly dispiriting, and then came the performance against Young Boys, which, like, listen, it's great that United won and all. Mostly, honestly, just because we're not, that means we're definitely not going to be in the Europa League. Like, if it was a if it was a toss up between being in the Champions League knockout stages or not, I wouldn't be that bothered really honestly that's the that's the state that it's got to i wouldn't have been jumping up and down celebrating well i didn't jump up and down celebrating that goal it, it feels like yet another example of papering over the cracks and you know uh, as you always say Football is in the detail. And genuinely, like next season, they're going to bring Vara into the Premier League. If that goal was in the World Cup, it wouldn't have stood because Marouane Fellaini set himself up by punching the ball to himself, like set himself beautifully up, extending that chest control out into his fist. Very deft touch with his fist and and a Mm. fine finish. But um, the one thing I I wanted to say was, um, I thought Mourinho's substitutions in that game were horrible. Like, Lingard was genuinely one of the few bright sparks. And when he decided to bring on the big guns, bring on Pogba and Lukaku, it was creative attacking players that were sacrificed rather than the clodhoppers who were uh, guffing up the place. <laughs> Obviously, one
1: of them scored the winner, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, talking and Vara, actually, just to briefly go back to the Palace game, They the Palace scored and it was chalked off. It was probably offside, but the majority of the offside bit was his arm. And in the end, I'm not sure he actually touched it. Lindelof nodded it into his own head, In own net, uh, injuring himself in the process, <laughs> it he, seemed. Didn't he knock it off his own shoulder a little bit, Lindelof?
0: Off the Palace guy's shoulder?
1: Yeah, maybe, but he touched it first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it's... Uh, I should know the exact ruling on phase of play. Um, but in the first phase, which where Lindelof touches it, he can't be offside. Yeah, so that's anyway. true. So I wonder whether with VAR that would have been actually correctly ruled a goal. But anyway, that's it's a minor point. It's a minor point. Um, back to tonight. Uh, yes, VAR might have gone the other way. Uh, I, I don't know. You just don't need VAR to analyse this performance, though. So it mm. was shocking. It was just awful. Sculls is right, and he's not being overly negative. United did a lot of stuff on the ball, and actually had a lot of shots, most of them going very wide. Um, Rashford probably culpable for two thirds of those. Yeah, uh, but it didn't feel like a game in which United were vastly superior, and the goal was inevitable. You know, young boys were prepared to defend. After all, this is a team that is going to finish the group bottom, almost certainly was going to finish the group bottom anyway. And uh, have a have a not very good record in Europe, even though they're miles and miles ahead uh, in domestic football. Um, it, I think it's okay for them to set up parking the bus a little bit uh, against Manchester United at Old Trafford with our storied European record, at least what was once a storied European record. You know, it might not be okay when United do that at home to Crystal Palace. I'm jesting just a little bit, <laughs> but you know, I, w- w- what else were we going to expect? What you know, and I, I think in the end we've got to offer more than we did uh, against Young Boys. Uh, I don't know what the HG is on that one, but I don't think it'll be that high, even with 20 shots. Um, no, I mean the. I guess the biggest
0: chance would, would have been Rashford's, but that was a long way out. Yeah, um, the
1: chip, you know. Yeah. yeah, he's just got a bit too much on it. It's, it's uh, come off the turf higher than he thought it was, you know. Um, and but he, he's had other good chances. He sliced one wide from what, you know, wide, but 12 yards. Had one on the left foot where he probably should have cut it inside to Jesse Lingard. Yeah. So, you know, he, half chances.
0: He had a horrible night in front of goal. He was very kind of bright and lively and a lot of lot of runs, particularly in the first half, um, I thought. But a horrible night in front of goal. Um uh, Martial had scored five games in a row before the Palace game um, and has kind of like seems to have gone back off the boil pretty quickly. But
1: yeah, I yeah. know,
0: I know this is this is that Gordon Ramsay meme where I'm like looking at Martial and saying, Do you know, who my favorite chef is, you. Um, but it is understandable when so often. United attackers, when they've got the ball in space, there's no one from their own team within. You know, the only time that there's a lot of players, a lot of United players in um, in an attacking phase of play is when the opposition passes the bus. When there's hardly any room, you know, United do not break forward collectively quickly as a team, backing each other up. That this we see this time and again. And you know, yeah. you, men- you mentioned parking the bus, young boys didn't park the bus did they there was no no, no. They,
1: they they played on the break and i think that was perfectly reasonable for them to do that 1.5 by the way united's hg tonight right 1.5 <laughs> from 20 shots that's that just shows you the kind of the lack of quality of
0: chances that we're creating um one thing that i did think about this game is i reckon we'd have a chance of winning the swiss league like, like, if we just parachuted into the Swiss League, we might win the league this season. Because if they're 15 points clear, it can't be that
1: good, can it? No, I don't think it's that good. I mean, we're not that good. We're not, <laughs> I mean, look, we're going to very shortly start talking about the winter transfer window, aren't we? Because Mourinho, I have no doubt, will start talking about it in his press conferences soon. He's going to want to ratchet the pressure up. But if I was... You know, the board. Ed Woodward, director of football, executive vice chairman, chief commercial officer or whatever else role, you know, probably puts the cones out at Carrington as well as any Woodward. As long as he can get them sponsored, he probably would. So if if I was the board, I'm not sure I'd trust him with any money at all. I mean, one, it, there's no guarantee he's he's gonna be uh, at the club beyond the summer. I'd say there's a very high chance given our position in the league right now, you know, seven points off the Champions League, but it doesn't look like that's an easily bridgeable gap for us. Um, and uh, and Mourinho has only ever once gone into a fourth season. That was at Chelsea and he lasted till September. Uh, so I, I'm not sure I'd trust them, him with a penny and he's going to want to buy in the middle of the season experience uh, and we might just end up with another Alexis Sanchez or the Matici. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Ranting completely off topic.
0: I I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, David De Gea made an amazing, amazing save in the 69th minute.
1: Yeah, it won't be his last amazing save before he joins Juventus or Paris Saint-Germain this summer. Uh, Yeah. Um, Surely,
0: he's not having the best season, but that was was kind of like electric
1: Dave back to his mega best, wasn't it? Um, Well, you know, honestly... I wouldn't be that surprised if his focus hasn't gone just a little bit. He's got oh, to be thinking. Yeah. He's been at the club since he was 19 years old, and it's never been a particularly good team ever in that time. You know, well, no, I lie, I lie, I lie. It was a good team until Fergie left. <laughs> then it wasn't a good team. Uh, and you know, he's he's sacrificed five years to this club, the last five years to this club. When you know, there's always been a promise that it might be getting better. And it hasn't really, you know, couple of couple of, you know, the cup trophies under Mourinho and second last season, although it it was, you know, second best of a bad bunch of chasers. And you know, he's he's, he's he will in a couple of years be in his thirties, and he's got to be thinking, well, I'm the best keeper in the world, or one of them. Shouldn't I be playing at one of the best clubs in the world?
0: Yeah, Van Gaal won the FA Cup too. Remember. Remember how nice that was when Van Hal won there? I was just pleased for him when he got sacked halfway up the stairs. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, if I was David De Gea, I would leave Man United like, 100%. This is the time to do it.
1: Mm. Uh, and, I, and uh, like, uh, one of your old friends at Bleacher Report got in touch today and said, hey, can you provide me a couple of pairs of thoughts, you know? And my thought was, this is totally different to the time when a broken fax machine stopped Real Madrid buying him. Then he was desperate to go home. He was in the final year of his contract. It just about made sense for all parties. I mean, it didn't make sense for United, but sort of, you know. Now, this would be a complete commentary on United's status in the game. Can pay the biggest wages, no problem, uh, but can't provide the best team. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say something mean about Bleacher
0: Report, <laughs> then, but I, I shan't, because maybe the person that got in touch with you was a nice person, but... Don't be giving paragraphs to the people that sacked me, Ed. That that yeah, person. Well, well, were that you person... halfway
1: up the stairs at Bleacher Report Towers when they fired you? Exactly. That and person kicked you is... down the stairs and then kicked you down every rung as well.
0: <laughs> that person that you wrote for for
1: free is literally walking on my grave. He is. Yeah. Then they took all of your listicles. Yeah. Um, and they pissed on them. Unbelievable. I've heard. I've heard it. It must be true. I've heard it on the grapevine. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. that that whole De Gea situation is but I completely agree that it would make sense if his focus is slightly gone and obviously when you're operating at that level just in terms of uh, the neuroscience of it I'm sure that it doesn't take much to turn those kind of superhuman reactions into something slightly more ordinary but he was in superhuman mode again tonight and and a huge part of the reason why United went on to win that match and we don't have to suffer the ignominy of the Europa League. Instead, we are going to get beaten in the round of 16 by who almost anyone we get drawn against.
1: So, so who would you like to get drawn against?
0: I don't care. I don't care. This is the thing that hurts the most. Like, I'm... Once again, we're back in a holding pattern. Where all I'm doing is waiting for the manager to get sacked so I can enjoy them and potentially enjoy United again. You know, that's that happened with Moyes. It was all very fresh and there was all, all that novelty. With Van Gaal, by the end of that season, it was just like the football all... All the joy had gone out of the football, especially in the mid period of that second season. Um, and there was some hope with Mourinho coming and Zlatan and Pogba and all of that. But but I've there's an, I have no hope for the rest of this season whatsoever. I, I, you know the idea that anything that happens from now on is going to be some sort of turning point when all that happens is the wheel goes round and round and we have the same cycle and Mourinho chops and changes his team with re- reckless abandon and we're rubbish performance after rubbish performance and sometimes we happen to win. Yeah. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Young lumps one in for Fellaini to shank it in off of his own hand. <laughs> nice finish. Nice finish from the big fella. No, 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 nice nice, finish in the end. Yeah, good turn. Uh, hey, he loved it. You know, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it slightly disproves
0: my theory that he's less dangerous without the hair. Because mm. my theory was that actually creates slightly more chaos mm. with the visual presence
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's like that. It's not like United in their grey shirts or something like that. Nineties <laughs> references. I, and w- one thing I'd say about Fellaini is that the thing, like we always say about him, ev- everything other than him in the box, either off a free kick or a corner or some ball lumped in there, uh, you know, and the chaos he causes is chaos for us, you know, because he's there, there's no discipline. to He's Positional sense. He's not a defender. He's not an attacker. He's not a passer. He's not a creator. It's you know, five years at United. Are still, he's still a strange player. Ten years in England, he's still a strange player. Yeah, and, very and,
0: useful. And, very, very useful to have around. And you know, Flaney's a symptom. The fact that Flaney scores so many goals for United, last minute winners, is like it's it's great. You know, but it, you're right,
1: what's... it's the symptom, it's the symptom of United's chaotic transfer policy. This was the first one of the post Fergie era, wasn't it? Or first big one, anyway. Oh,
0: nah,
1: yeah, first one. Well, there's Guillermo Varela, I think, mm. mm-hmm. and Wilfred Zahar was I don't know, is that post Fergie no, that was, or that transitional was, Fergie? That
0: was done in, in Fergie, that was his last signing,
1: which Fergie, Fergie time signing from <laughs> Fergie, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because, uh, he, because Viv Anderson was his joint first signing and
1: he wanted his signings to be from A to Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, so, it, just symptomatic of United's transfer policy, which is, you know, we talked about De Gea... What what a monumental disaster this is going to be when Ed Woodward tries to recruit a goalkeeper, uh, and and symptomatic of United on the pitch where it's it's Fellaini is a desperate plan B, sometimes a desperate plan A.
0: Yeah, I mean he played up front loads today. I have no idea what formation we were playing today.
1: Oh, Cause... I mean you know it was sort of a four three three until the last half an hour when it was a just Hail Mary, we're desperate. Mourinho knows that we could go to Valencia in the last game and get beaten and go out or, well, end up in the Europa League. So this was we have to win to, to ensure that it doesn't happen.
0: And, you know, it's a great win because it means that we haven't got a really difficult, well, potentially tricky European away game just before Liverpool away. So, you know, great. Who cares?
1: Um, uh, talking of who cares, got any Twitter questions? I do. Um talking talking to who cares, comments like that, Paul, I'll just I'll just be getting negativity on my Twitter timeline. And they're like, oh your Rankers were a bit, you know, a bit miserable this week, wasn't it? I mean, I literally got back channel negative
0: feedback from a friend of a friend. And I was like. I told my friend who told me this. This is why I left Twitter, because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, Dan. So stop telling Burns stuff, because he, he, you can't trust him. It'll get straight back to me. Dan, you're a No, he's, Dan's well sound.
1: I don't know him, so. <laughs> he's really, he's he's a good lad. It's it's a 50-50, it's, it's toink us, isn't it? <laughs> Sam Flint at Flintshire underscore underscore says, psychology question for Paul. Can you recommend any drugs to make watching United United enjoyable in the slightest? Illegal, experimental, anything. I'm not bothered at this point.
0: I feel like uh, when we were both like 17, 18, we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have never expected you to be the person that would be like a more useful reference point on that question. But
1: it's funny how life goes, isn't it? Uh, I I I don't do any drugs, Paul. I am high on life, uh, protein shakes, and going to the gym.
0: <laughs> That's true, actually, isn't it? We've both we have both turned into very clean living grown ups.
1: Old old men. Yeah, yeah. we I uh, got some abuse on uh, email saying uh, you two sound like middle aged Republicans. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't forward me that one. That is very upsetting. Uh, and it was in response to us making fun of Tom and uh, and millennials generally and oh, uh, and oh. adulting classes. Us, us was
0: making fun of. We
1: were making fun of that. Um, you am joined I, in. Don't don't say you didn't like it.
0: Am I potentially being lumped in with you there and your dismissal of a perfectly reasonable concept, which is that actually education doesn't really prepare you for adult life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are being lumped in because we're a team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'll live and die with you, brother. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, what? What drug? Uh, you could switch to. Just you know, an, an option. You could watch the United, United Ladies team who've won their last two games five 0 and eight nil.
0: Yeah, they're they're a bit too good for the division they're in. I think it's fair to say.
1: They are. They are. Uh, they they will be going up. he's actually only one one automatically promoted, I think, from the women's championship. Uh, but it's yeah, b- barring some kind of unforeseen disaster, uh, United will be playing in the uh, the women's super league next season.
0: Um is like, is there anyone else in the division that's close in terms of goal difference? Because every time I see what the women's team's result was, it's like a big number nil, basically.
1: Yeah. No, there isn't. I mean, Spurs are the next best team, but, uh, you know, United smashed them the other week as well. So, uh, I mean, like, strictly speaking, there's still only a point um, between the sides, I think, because I think United drew one game and Spurs have won all but the one that uh, United won. So I think it's uh, a point between the two sides. So it could all go pear-shaped still. I mean, maybe... Uh, Mourinho will demand to take over at some point and then that's it. Um, On, um, On
0: second captains, in reference to Manchester City's dominance of the Premier League, they sort of said, the thing about it is, Ken Early said, the thing about it is, the the points column is a kind of maximum number that can be at, you know. Uh, but the goals for and against column kind of tells the story of the season a little bit more accurately than the points difference. And uh, Man United ladies have scored 40, Man 40. United women have scored 40 goals and conceded one, one. goals. So that's that's pretty good, isn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. I think that one goal was against Spurs, actually. A, right. four one win. Uh, so yeah, there's some entertainment there. Free drugs, and um, don't do drugs, kids. Become famous podcasters, and they, you uh, know, I f- that one up. Anyway, uh, let's
0: <laughs> I got, move on. what you you were you were going with the don't buy drugs, weren't you? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I'm too old and don't do enough drugs to get that right anymore. Joey Mangini at Joey M underscore UX friend of the show says, "I missed Saturday's game and didn't mind it all that much. Does the recent era of United football make you feel the same way at times?" Oh, oh yeah this is depressing
0: no i mean I, absolutely and and the the only games i've missed in the post fergie era i've only ever been bothered about missing maybe one or two and that was in hindsight like i missed most of that palace game was because of life stuff and it was three o'clock i haven't been to a game this season and honestly apart from to see friends um i have absolutely no desire to go to Old Trafford this season and that hasn't been the case for me at any point in the post-Fergie era part-timer part-timer yeah. yeah sure but like that's that's just the reality of the situation
1: you know it, it I I, even well, and, the... and many people clearly feel the same way because Old Trafford was far from full
0: yeah it was half empty wasn't it? it looked it looked half empty basically so
1: yeah um so sean fields 1995 says do you think it was lucas aid sport or gatorade in the water bottles and do yeah. you think Mourinho should be banned for wasting minerals I, I, i'm pretty sure there's no minerals in lucas aid sport it's just sugar and colorings
0: <laughs> oh <ooh>, electrolytes <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, that's, no. that's what i think every time i get back from a from exercise it's When I take electrolytes, that song pops into my head every time. Uh, Yeah, it would be a bespoke electrolyte concoction. In fact, I'm pretty sure there was somebody sitting quite near it in a United um, Staff uh, puffer jacket who looked quite annoyed. And I wondered whether it was the person who had painstakingly made up those drinks to the exact right, uh, you know, space for each player uh, in the squad. exactly. (laughs) Like much like kind of Kurt Cobain or Pete Townsend or um the fella from the Clash's guitar techs. Joe Strummer.
1: Yeah. Oh. It, it's some interesting interesting uh interesting names there in your list. Um I I have uh, I have uh, spied at Kurt Cobain's house in Seattle. A very nice town in the Arboretum. Uh, we had, we had an email actually this week from a um a listener in Seattle. Um, who wanted to talk about US sports and um, some uh, socio-demographic, ethnographic, political dimensions? Yeah, very that's... interesting. And he recommended a book which does look quite interesting. And also,
0: for some reason, thought you'd be annoyed when he said toodles to say goodbye. But I don't feel like that's
1: something that would annoy you generally, Ed. No, no. I, I, uh, I yeah, he I bantered it back, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, he did beautifully handled. Tobias Cantoni says When will the style of play Particularly compared to how City, Liverpool, Chelsea Planned under Guardiola, Klopp I'm sorry, And or the poor performances and results Begin to affect the marketability And thus commercial power of the club uh, I'm sad to say Tobias That uh, performances on the pitch Have no material differences On what the club can do off it Quote, unquote Woodward circa 2015 Yeah, Liverpool still sell a lot
0: of shirts I mean, not this Liverpool. Liverpool, like, a couple of years ago.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm no, sure, this Liverpool
0: sell a lot of shares as well. yeah, I know, but, like, this Liverpool has some glamour attached to it, doesn't it? Um, I You would imagine that it would have some effect, but the the tale on the glory
1: years is long from a commercial perspective. Well, United have significant brand reach and all that wank. Tate Dan says, wait, what, why, how, really? I am losing the will to live, are you? Not quite, not quite, but, you know. I'm not losing... There's there's one more nil-niler to come at the weekend. I'm not losing the will to live in the slightest. I am losing the will to watch United,
0: talk about United, think about United, engage in any way, shape or form with United or anything to do with them. You know, all that.
1: Yeah. God, it, it, there's a theme here. If you thought we were negative, you should check out our rank, up speed.
0: And this it. is, like, I'm, I, honestly, I know this is not what you're doing, but the word negative gets thrown around all the time about what seems to me to be completely reasonable analysis of the situation. No, no, I think
1: I, that's true. Like, people mistake observation. They played a bit Yeah. For, or you're hating on a club, uh, and you're not allowed to do that, because it's our tribe. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I never bought that theory, but then again, many people do, and I guess we have to respect that for fear of being threatened with, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> at Ladat says, uh, is there anything more ironic than glory, glory, Man United ringing around Old Trafford after a 90-second minute for <laughs> Fellaini winner against young boys at home? Honestly, there is, and it
0: is the number of times, because they play at half-time too, and the entire Van Hol second season... Glory, glory, Man United kicking in at halftime.
1: Literally every time
0: would just make me laugh. Mm. I just remember so, like,
1: someone said this on Twitter, and I, I forget who uh, said. Is there anything more symptomatic of Jose Mourinho's United than the ninety-first minute flamie winner?
0: No, there really isn't. No, he, he he's like our most important player, kind of empirically. And I think I think
1: if you just <laughs> look at points one. And moments. Oh, well, De Gea. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. at Nile C 2010 says, how long will the water bottle carrier be out for after that Mourinho challenge? <laughs> well, he won't strictly speaking be out. He'll be training with the youth team. <laughs> uh, he's getting a punishment beating for the next few months for getting in the way of Mourinho's foot. <laughs> no, but it wasn't a foot, was it? He picked it up, swung it and smashed it. Like That's true. It was real. It was real London's calling stuff notorious dev says are we being haunted by van hal no it's it's beginning it's beginning to get worse than that
0: no it's not it isn't it isn't worse than that it is not worse than that because even today um they were trying to uh get into the box, break beyond the ball, these kinds of things. Like
1: that that's why to me it's not worth the one second season true. true. Still. It isn't just sideways, 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 sideways. Yeah. Trotsky Grip says if we make signings in January, what is the earliest they will get out of Jose's sex dungeon and get a running game? I'm guessing April. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a fair point, isn't it? You know, Jose wants instant gratification from his players. Uh, and if not, they're binned, unless you're the Manumatic. I mean, I do not know how anyone can look at the fact that January's
0: coming up and be like, ah, January's coming up, might bring in a couple of players and make a huge difference. I just, I nothing whatsoever about, unless we sign uh, miraculously 30 against Zlatan Ibrahimovic to kind of coalesce the dressing room, as clearly he had a massive role in doing. Um, I, I just, I, I don't see how anything's yeah. going to make a difference. Toby Alderweireld wouldn't have made a
1: difference to where we're no. at this season. Oh, God, no. No, it's not going to make any difference how United is playing right now. Actually, you know, in Alderweireld's absence, Victor Lindelof has come on. I was going to say leaps and bounds, but he's come on. Yeah, yeah. and uh, by the
0: way, uh, okay, here's another excuse for Mourinho bashing. The whole thing with Victor Lindelof at the end of the Palace game absolutely did my fruit. Like, what, what kind of, like... Manness is there when yeah. it's like get off the pitch get off
1: the pitch no 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 that's right i mean but but marino has uh he's called out um sure uh for didn't he make the play when he was injured there's been a bunch of players i mean he has this kind of you know i am the mob boss therefore you will you know bend to my will thing about injuries it's 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 sorry this is gonna sound like a cliche but it doesn't half make jose look like a dinosaur we've got a squad of 30 players why do that it's not praiseworthy you're f-ing a 30 million pound asset and quite possibly he's going to be out for more games um as a result of playing on yeah
0: anyway. and and it was a slightly difficult situation because all the substitutions have been made but it was very late in the game and uh
1: it was clear he was in massive discomfort. So, no, yeah. at, least you do, you, at least do the, like, you know, if you're not going to pull him off the pitch, which is probably what should have happened, yeah. if you're not going to do that, put him on the edge of the box. He doesn't run anywhere and he just causes a nuisance or something yeah. like that. He was actually having to defend. Yeah, and you could see that
0: he couldn't move at all. So, yeah, maddening, yet more evidence of Mourinho, the culture of Mourinho and how horrible and ugly
1: it is yeah um there's a bunch of questions in the same theme richard crab says is it over yet dan Mm -hmm. hyman says at what point you just rerun the last pod until Moo goes nothing (laughs) changes uh, nothing changes is the fun bit is that in the pod
0: or with the team (laughs) or both and this is this is the thing like um very rarely have i not Look, have I not enjoyed recording this podcast? We, this is episode what? 370 something? 380 something? I
1: don't know. We've There's
0: done We've done a lot of these and I've enjoyed almost every single one of them but tonight and to be honest I'm having a pretty good time. <laughs> it turns out actually it's quite fun but going into it tonight I was just like I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about these two games in any depth, say all the same stuff about how fed up we are with Mourinho, know that there's tons of people out there fuming at the negativity, in inverted commas, but I guess there are also a lot of people out there relieved that they're not the only
1: people thinking these thoughts. Because Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Special K underscore 2311 says, if Moises McGuinness, LVG Sexton, then who's Jose? Tommy Dock or Big Ron? I think that's right. Both Tommy Doc and Big Ron wanted to play attacking, uh, attacking expansive football. Yeah, the, the, Moyes is, um, and, uh, unless you're saying Mourinho is having a, an affair with the
0: club nurse, Moise is McGuinness. That's fair enough because that, that's that's the direct comparison. And Van, did he say Van Harle's Sexton? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Yeah, there, there's there is no, um, Mourinho is Moise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Moo underscore CW says, if you had to choose Brexit or Mourinho for another five years, well, Brexit is going to cause hundreds of billions of pounds worth of damage to the UK economy over the next 10 to 15 years. And that equates to poorer living standards, more people in poverty, um, uh, a a fundamental um, change to Britain's place in the world economy, people without jobs, livelihoods, ruined. So obviously Mourinho for another five years. (laughs) Yeah um, yes. Shreekhanth Nima says What's the point of it all Ed? Do human beings <laughs> Oh dear Shreekhanth Nima says What's the point of it all Ed? Do human beings actually need to exist? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like how he's not just calling his own life into question as a result of this, but he's calling all of humanity yeah. you know, and maybe life itself into into question.
0: What's brilliant about this is these questions are coming about after United have won a game with a last minute yeah. winner.
1: So, so this week, NASA—well, this week over you know—and several years previously, NASA <laughs> shot a rocket off the Earth, sent it four billion miles. To Mars, landed it on landed it on a on a spinning globe that has hardly any atmosphere and spins at 250 meters a second, miles a second, uh, and managed to actually do that. I put one of those f- in charge of United because it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then there'd be something to live for. Plus, we I, might get to see some rockets at Old Trafford, and that'd be cool. Uh, Neil Custis
0: wrote a column. Suggesting that um, uh, Mourinho should employ Roy Keane for one hour because he's out of work now. Put him in charge. Just just like give him an hour in the dressing room with the team. I I, <laughs> I think Neil Custis is an idiot.
1: <laughs> I, I'd like to see uh <laughs> Roy Keane in the press box <laughs> for an hour. That'd be fun as well. Uh, I, I was
0: I was walking out. I was like walking around the park earlier today, and genuinely in my head. Fantasising about if I was still in the press box, would I say when he said some yet another excuse, I was like, have you ever considered that you might be contributing to any of this?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right, I'm going to read out a bunch of questions. Let's just, I'll just read through the questions. When Mourinho eventually becomes an international manager, do you think he'll try and get the government to invade another just (laughs) so he has more players to choose from? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then cry that they invaded the wrong country, then leave them in the literal wars. And yeah, possibly. <laughs> Who's that question? Uh, Malon underscore Connor. That's uh, Wasim Villagey. Sorry for ruining your name there, Wasim. Um <sighs> When should Christmas songs st- start? Heard a rendition of 12 Cantonals tonight. November's too early. Well, we had um, we had Feed the Scousers, which uh, you uh, objected to, I note, on the rat- <laughs> WhatsApp group. That's your uh, right song, isn't it? It's... Hold My Twinkie says, does this mean that Matic and Fellaini are guaranteed starters for the season? Yes. Uh, underscore Tommy A says, uh, who's going to hang on to the job longest? Mourinho, Theresa May. Jack Johnson says, how much worse is it going to get when De Gea leaves in the summer? AJ, AJ and, and, and says, how does Paul feel about that goal? How do you feel about that goal, Paul? I don't know. <laughs> Mixed. <laughs> and Dave saves. Uh, Match of the Dan says, please, can he go now? I've just still. Could you just, uh, for my entertainment, please
0: read me that first question again?
1: <laughs> it's uh, Mellon underscore Connor says, uh, "When Mourinho eventually becomes an international manager, do you think it will try and uh, get the government to invade another, just so he has more players to choose from, and then cry they invaded the wrong country, then leave them in a literal war zone?"
0: <laughs> That's, oh, that is definitely my, that is definitely my favourite question we've ever been asked. Oh, God,
1: sorry. That that MASH guy says, uh, what does football management involve on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> <laughs> How does a manager imprint a style? Well, given that, um, <sighs> who, who did we use as a template for this one? Uh, Roberto Martinez managed to do it within about three weeks at Everton. I don't think it's that hard. I think there are things that are probably much harder to do in football management. I am not talking from any position of expertise here. I'm just making it up, but it seems like it.
0: It's interesting, uh, first of all. Hi Mash. Definite friend of the show. Mash was at the London meetup. Um the
1: We, we can need to do one of those again,
0: by yeah, the way. Yeah, we do. I miss everyone. Um Uh anyway, the that the Ryan Giggs' documentary was really interesting. The the documentary made by the same people that made the Class of 92 film, um, which followed him around uh, and was just actually documenting his last season and then basically became about the fact that he became United Manager at the end of it. And, and it was really interesting. I think it's a bit like being a film director in that one of the things that you do is answer loads of questions. Loads of people have questions
1: for you and you answer them, which is which is mostly what a film director does. Miller High Life API says he's flamely better than Cantona. He might be at this stage. <laughs> um, Errol Diron K, Errol 22D, says a uh, simple question. When will the pain stop? Um, I don't know, when you get off, I think. Uh, comedic underscore, underscore hermit says, how many puppies need to be kicked for Mourinho to smile? Um, sorry. Uh, I shouldn't laugh at that one. Uh, but it's probably quite a lot. Or maybe we need to drown some cats. One or two.
0: He does he does smile out of schadenfreude and like yeah. ironically
1: much more than he smiles out of actual happiness. And narcissism. <laughs> yeah. Um, um we've got, got a beef says, uh, I've never felt so powerless as a fan to influence a change in the organizational style of play than I do right now with United. They have layers of personnel buffering those in charge from the fans and repeatedly show they don't care about the club. What's the point? You're going to get us onto like a half-hour rant about the Glazers. Now.
0: Yeah, that's that's always. But you've been powerless as a fan for a really long time. Sorry to break it to you. Um, although, like, just email Woodward, and he's such a kind of a feckless coward that enough of us email him, he'll probably
1: sack Mourinho or get someone <laughs> it, else to sack him. He might sack himself. No, no, he won't. No. Um, yeah, it's interesting. They've uh, he's been slowly walking it back through via press leaks. Uh, the idea of United appointing a director of football after I think he realised that he might have to sack himself as director of football. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. going to leave final question to uh, Chris. And sorry, we didn't get to everyone's questions. Chris Etchingham, 77, uh, our our, um, our token Scouser uh, friend of the show. Uh, do you think Mourinho actually enjoys being Manchester United manager on a day to day basis? Nah, no way. There's no way he can be enjoying this. He hates it, doesn't he? He hates it. He's 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 almost. I mean. At one stage, he was willing the club to sack him, wasn't the he? I mean, you know, West Ham away, willing the club to sack him. The the really odd thing was
0: that he doesn't... Uh, like, Bournemouth away on the first day, he looked so happy. And he looked really like he was wearing uh, a suit and sneakers. Hair and facial hair looked absolutely on point. You know, he, he was... Buzzing with charisma and came out of the dress, came out of the tunnel a little while before the game. Signed loads of uh, autographs for kids, you know, Bournemouth fans or ball boys and girls and stuff, and just looked so happy and buzzing. And that lasted two weeks. <laughs> like it, it's been, it's been the, almost the entirety of his United tenure. The only time he looked really happy was he lost it after we won the Europa League, didn't we? Didn't he? With his son, and that that yeah. That was it. And the rest of it has been just relentlessly miserable. And it would be very interesting to know why that was. I, w- I would be very interested to know what it was that was making that happen. What, him being happy after a game? No, no. Like, why Why has he enjoyed it so little? Because I, cause I do think that is slightly surprising. Because he, he did always look, I mean, not in the last season, but he kind of looked like he was having fun
1: at Chelsea in his, in his hmm. last run, didn't he? Well. Until the last four or five months, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, obviously, he yeah. absolutely lost it. I mean, I think look, there's been um, a complete change in the Mourinho psyche. You know, if you think about when he first came into the English game, he was he was yeah you know, off the wall arrogant, and it was funny, but he was also charming, and you know, he had the press at his fingertips all the time because of his personality, and players would run through walls for him. Uh, he went away to Inter, he won against the odds, went to Real Madrid and the politics destroyed him,
0: mm. didn't they?
1: And he's gone back to Chelsea, not the job he wanted because he wanted the job at United, um, uh, despite what he says. Uh, and and it was a miserable time for him and the players turned against him um, and they turned against him for on-the-pitch reasons, not politics. You know, pr- the first time it had happened to him in his career, I guess. Uh, and uh, and he was kind of, you know, second-choice Steve coming to United, you know, second time around. Uh, and I, I just don't think he's got over those two really bitter experiences at, at Real Madrid and Chelsea the second time round And now at United.
0: And talking of bitter experiences at United, we've got football games to look forward to. Hooray! Oh, joy! Um, well, at least it's not a home game. Uh, I th- I th- <laughs> away I th- at Southampton. I, th- I think we might win that game. Has Marquise been sacked yet? They lost to think, Fulham, didn't they? I don't, I don't. I don't think so. No. I mean, you say that like it's not surely immediately in, imminent. Um, Mark Hughes fears sack before crucial Christmas fixtures. Southampton news: Saints chief wants to replace Mark Hughes with the club.
1: Blah blah blah. So yeah, club. What club mascot? <laughs>
0: Probably might as well.
1: I mean, they drew at Leicester, they lost to Fulham, they drew Watford, they got spanked at City, drew with Newcastle, they drew Southampton, uh, Bournemouth, they got spanked against Chelsea in the League Cup. Well, maybe not, I don't know, that's Premier League. So, yeah, not having a good season of it.
0: No, they they are absolutely dire. Can't score goals, can't keep clean sheets. Like, really, 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 really bad. And, and Mark Hughes' record. Um, Overall, uh, at Southampton is absolutely atrocious. Like he's won so few games um,
1: as Southampton manager. It's, uh, it's yeah. Funny. I mean, they they were very close to getting relegated last season. It, it's a shame because he might have become the first manager ever to relegate two clubs in the same season. Yeah, and then he he, he didn't do that.
0: But you know that, like, seriously, the 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 fact that Southampton lost to Fulham. I mean, obviously, like Fulham, new manager bounce, etc. And they did, they did score two in that game, um, which is very, very unusual. You have to go back a long way for them to have scored two goals in a game. Um, but, but they're a very, very different side to the one that ran ran United close in the Champions League, um, in the Champions League final. No, <laughs> the, the League Cup final a
1: couple of years ago. Oh, imagine the uh, day Southampton made the Champions League final. Well, look, I mean, it's a, it's, it's clearly a game United. Must, I mean, they all must-win must games now because of where United are in the league. But should win. But look, it's a it's like a, a really busy December. There's eight games in December we're going to be playing, you know, midweek weekend, midweek weekend, uh, all the way through. All of them count except for the, I guess the Valencia game. So Southampton away, Arsenal, and Fulham at home, Valencia away, Liverpool away, Cardiff away, Huddersfield, Bournemouth at home to finish off the year. It's pretty busy.
0: Southampton have won one game this season um, in the league, and that was away at Crystal Palace at the beginning of September. Uh, They have not won at home yet this season. Um, I I feel like every word I say jinxes us further and further and further. They've got an even more negative goal difference than us. Uh, We've still got negative goal difference, by the way, 13 (laughs) games now. 13 games. Um, maybe, we, since it's only minus one, if
1: we win this game, we'll be back in the black, baby. Whoa, yes. All right, so that's Southampton. And then a big midweek game against Arsenal. And really a genuinely very big game.
0: Um, Arsenal are doing quite considerably better than um, United this season. They are six points ahead of us. Um, and their goal difference is plus 12 rather than... I don't know if you know this, but ours is minus one.
1: Um, look, look at what you can do when you change a dinosaur out for a fresh young manager. <laughs> um, now, every, I have a I don't even know if I've seen a single Arsenal
0: game this season, to be honest. Every bit of coverage I've heard of Arsenal has said... Uh, these results are pretty good, but the performances? Um, and that's mostly from Arsenal fans. Lots and lots and lots of talk that, that um, they are quite fortunate uh, to be in as strong a position as they are uh, in terms of the uh, the nature of the performances so far this season.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, interesting game in Bournemouth at the weekend. <laughs> I don't know whether you saw that. Absolutely stonking own goal.
0: Yes, I did see that. Amazing.
1: Yeah, uh I mean I thought um Wolves gave them a very good game the week before. I haven't seen any of their European games. You know, the Arsenal Liverpool um Arsenal Liverpool game was okay a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I haven't seen tons of Arsenal but when I've seen them they've been they've been all right. And that's about it. Um but still this is United at home against a half decent side, so it's definitely not a gimme. I mean, they, they've they got
0: a ton of threats. I mean, compared to, you know, any other team that we've played at home this season, apart from Spurs, <laughs> given how poor our home record is, it's not like we've been playing good teams. Our, Arsenal, if you give Arsenal a load of chances on the break, they, they're going to score goals. Cause, like, yeah, scoring... uh, Aubameyang,
1: Lacazette are both scoring this season. Uh, Ozil has, you know, got over his World Cup. Sort it's, of, you know, thing and, and he's scoring as well. Granit Xhaka was uh, in the press the other day saying what a great season he's having. I guess Henrik Mkhitaryan um, he's, he's not is not he's having not a great season. There's still a long-running debate over who got the worst of the deal there.
0: <laughs> well, I think uh, given the finances involved, given the level of performances are pretty similar and the finances, I think we probably did. Um, but you know, I mentioned that the Arsenal's performances have, have Flatter to deceive apparently like i say this is secondhand reporting but out of every team in the top six their the difference between their xg and the number of goal scores is by far the biggest so yeah city city have scored two and a half goals more than their xg across the across the total of the season arsenal have scored nine goals
1: more ours is about as i remember it is about on par, yeah, yeah, we're so we, within one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just just under two, under, and
0: uh, we've also conceded uh, slightly more, like half a goal more than you would expect.
1: Yeah, so you, you'd imagine some regression to the mean for Arsenal there. So maybe United have a chance hitting that top four after all. <laughs>
0: um uh there's another team in between us and them though isn't there because <laughs> we're only seventh we're back in seventh baby it's i told you Mourinho was moise. it's m- moisey time all over sticking again sticking
1: it to bournemouth
0: <laughs> yeah yeah take that you south coast losers eighth place what kind of pathetic teams in eighth place um i have no idea no idea what to expect out of either of these games. I would not be in the least bit surprised if we were completely pitiful. I would not be in the least bit surprised if there was some kind of bounce back and fight and reaction.
1: Oh, bounce back from what? I mean, United haven't even been beaten this week. So, you know, they, <laughs> like, you know, Mourinho's got two clean sheets this week. He's He's got to be delighted with it. So... I, no, I don't, I don't think there's a bounce-back effect happening. I mean... It has up up loads.
0: It's up and loads
1: this season that we've been dreadful and yeah, then... it's normally in got, the second half, right? Yeah. <laughs> not, in, not in the game after uh, a dreadful performance. So we'll see. At Southampton, I mean, they are, you're right, they're a dreadful side and United um, ought to beat them. And, and it ought not to take too much, but, you know, there have been bad sides that United have struggled against this season too. So we'll, oh, yeah. we'll see. I mean, you know last couple of away games were, were well, apart from the City one. I'm not talking about that one. But before that, Juve and Bournemouth were actually, you know, they were pretty entertaining, weren't they?
0: Well, yeah, they turned out nice. Um, they turned they out nice. <laughs> featured yeah.
1: extensive periods of being absolutely garbage. Yeah, but we it doesn't matter. Like, we're always going to be garbage. Except it, this is Mourinho, so we're going to be garbage. The only question is... What's the utility at the end of that garbage? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely, is it is it garbage
0: in, garbage out, or is it garbage in, fluky result out? <laughs> those those right. are the two choices.
1: Right. Uh, game after that as well. Um, uh, are we going to get to podcast before then? Not not sure actually. So uh, United versus Fulham the following weekend.
0: Okay, so we're going to maybe miss because you're going to. Uh... Well, I should
1: be able to record. I'm 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 going to uh, Buenos Aires and um, I they keep. I don't know where they've played it yet, but they keep postponing the Copa Libertadores, so maybe, maybe the final will be on while I get there, which is you know would be top. Please Join don't in the die. Rising. Please don't die. Please don't die. Uh, I've been all around the world. I haven't been killed yet. Mm, I'm good. So, you know, yet. Uh, <laughs> and Anyway, it put us out of our misery, wouldn't it? We'd never record this thing anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... Um... We have to predict results because we've made this rod for our own backs. But I don't know anyone that's predicting results for these games. I don't know how you would be confident in your expectations of what was to come. I'm going to say that we somehow, we win 2-1 against
1: Southampton and make it look dangerous and we lose 2-0 to Arsenal. I'm going to say it's a 1-0 win against Southampton, 0-0 against Arsenal. Okay. And we beat Fulham. Two one. Oh, yeah, Fulham. Uh, Claudio Ranieri. Claudio Ranieri's back. Dilly ding, dilly dong, baby. <laughs> yeah, God, what a strange club Fulham is. You know, they come up uh, in the playoffs, uh, you know, a nice side to watch in the championship, spend £100 million uh, and turn into an absolute pile of trash <laughs> yeah. and then sack their manager. And then, like, I there's no doubt in my mind
0: that in appointing Ranieri, they're like... I know we're probably not gonna win the league. I know, I know we're almost certainly not winning the league. But you never know. We might just win the league. <laughs> anyway, United are not gonna win the league. Are we ever gonna win the league again? I mean yeah, like, one one day.
1: Yeah, yeah one day.
0: Right. Good. In, in this decade? Oh, we're definitely Seemed not gonna win the league in this decade. This is nearly over this decade. So, so it is. Uh, and this podcast is over, unless you're a Patreon backer, in which case there is more to come. We've we've uh, we've thought about it in advance. Bonus content this week. We've been WhatsApping back and forth about it. That's that's like the level of organisation we've got. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, sorry about this, but I don't know. I literally don't know what else
1: to do. <laughs> All right. Well, on that cheery note, have a good week, everyone. <laughs>
0: Take it easy. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rankcast, in spite of what's going on at Manchester United and its knock on effect on the content of the podcast. If you, for some reason, think this is the episode that has inspired you to uh, back us and encourage us to keep going, then uh, head over to patreon.com slash rankcast if you want to support the show and help to keep it advert-free forever. And if you back us at $5 plus VAT a month or more, then every week you get a little bit of bonus content. And uh, this week we decided to pick the best Premier League eleven ever if no one that had played for United was eligible. Now, centre back, there are some players that might actually be good enough for Man United in this list. Oh, please. <laughs>
1: please. Um, not, not one of these can fit to lace Steve Bruce's boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what we're saying is
0: these are the people that would get in a Premier League 11 behind Ferdinand, Vidic, Bruce, Pallister, and Stam, and Ronnie Johnson. And May. <laughs>
1: and William Prunier. Oh. <laughs> off, off. Yeah. So, so what options have we got, Paul? Read, there's some of these names I can't even bring myself to read out. I'm sorry about this, but I have to say,
0: and I think he has to be in the team.
1: Boo. Uh, John Terry. It doesn't um, care He's played in the championship. <laughs> Ricardo Calvalho. Them Them's are the rules. I don't make him.
0: It's just that way. Ricardo has just mentioned his name, but he's not going to get in there. He's not going to get in there. Tony Adams. Didn't Mourinho just try and sign Ricardo Carvalho? Probably. that That's not a reason to think he's good. <laughs> Mourinho, Mourinho does not care whether the players are good. Only whether they are.